What's up, everybody? Happy Friday to all of you. Welcome to this next episode of the Dodgers, Lakers, Patriots, and Rams podcast. I'm your host, Lorenzo Antonio. Um, today, we got a lot of talk to talk about today, and um, and we have some breaking news for you that Dodger fans want to hear. So, we'll preview the Lakers' back-to-back games against the Blazers and Raptors, and we'll recap the games against the Spurs, T-Wolves, and Mavs. And is Anthony Davis Laker bound next year? We are about to find out. I'll tell you in just a moment. And then we'll recap the Patriots Monday Night Football game against the Bills. And we'll preview the big Sunday night showdown against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And then we'll do a Rams game day preview against Drew Brees and the Saints. And then we'll talk about the Dodgers 2018 season review and offseason preview along with the World Series recap. So... To begin, let's begin with the breaking news. Clayton Kershaw has just signed a, a three-year contract extension that will keep him in a Dodger uniform until the 2021 season, and his deal is $93 million. It has incentives in it, and then, and then um, after that, then he will be a free agent after the 2021 season. And this was good that the Dodgers decided to keep him for a very long time. I was predicting that because Clayton is the heart and soul of Dodger baseball. And uh, I'm ready for more Clayton Kershaw days to come when he does indeed take the ball every five days. So, um, talk about the 2018 World Series. I thought it was because it was the lack of offense that the Dodgers just showed in Game 5 of, this, of the World Series. I mean, that wasn't a good effort in their part. I know that the Dodgers tried their best to come back, but it didn't pay off in the end. And um, I thought Boston was just too good for the Dodgers, and I think that... Um, the Dodgers just need to fix their offense, which I believe they will. And I think the Dodgers will be back in the World Series that this time to win it all. So, uh, I think, from what I heard yesterday, the next thing in the Dodgers' offseason to-do list is to extend the contract of Dave Roberts. Because I think he has done a tremendous job since taking over for Don Mattingly. And he has taken the Dodgers to two straight World Series titles. But he is in the right direction in leading this Dodger team to a world championship in the near future. And I think Dave Roberts should just back up from the analytics. Let the front office handle that. And then Roberts should just manage the team his own way. By less platooning and putting your best guys in each and every night. And put your best nine in, because I think that's what's going to happen. And I think Rob Roberts is better off that way. But I think platooning sometimes works, but sometimes it doesn't. And then let's talk about the chances of the Dodgers retaining Hanjin Ryu, Yasmani Grandal, Manny Machado, Brian Dozier, John Oxford, David Freeze, and Ryan Madsen. But speaking of David Freeze. He is officially back in a Dodger uniform for a one-year deal. And he has officially the new Chase Utley 
on the Dodgers. I think who has a chance to stay a Dodger out of those free agents, today, Hanjin Ryu and Yasmani Grandal have been offered qualifying offers. I think Hanjin Ryu declines the qualifying offer. I think Yasmani Grandal accepts the one-year qualifying offer to be the Dodgers' starting catcher at least next season. And that would bridge that gap to future catchers such as Will Smith and Kiebert Ruiz. I think Kiebert Ruiz is almost ready to be a part of this Dodger team. And he is not far from when he will make his Major League debut. It could be the, it could be the 2019 season or it could be the 2020 season. That's why I think Grandal will accept the one-year qualifying offer to remain a Dodger for at least one more year and will start at catcher for that one year that he is a Dodger. It would be a one-year prove-it kind of deal for Yasmani Grandal. Um, let's also talk about this. Clayton Kershaw, a Dodger for life? Yes, and I say so because he is loved by the city of Los Angeles. The organization loves him. The fans love him. He is the heart and soul of the Dodgers, and I think he will continue that for the many years to come that we have him. And I think that once Clayton Kershaw retires, then Walker Bueller and Julio Urias will be the new aces of the Dodgers franchise when it comes to starting pitching. And let's predict the 2019 Dodgers lineup that I predicted here. I think it's going to be like this. Alex Verdugo will lead off and play left field. Then Corey Seager will bat second and play shortstop. Justin Turner will bat third. And then Cody Bellinger will hit fourth. And then Yasiel Puig hits fifth. Max Muncy hits sixth. Yasmani Grandal hits seventh. Kike Hernandez has done a great job all last season in improving on hitting against righties. Had a career year with the bat. I think he has deserved a chance to be in the lineup every day, and that's why he bats eighth and plays second, and then batting ninth and on the mound is whoever's starting. But I also have predicted the matchup lineup, so I think it's going to go like this. Jock Peterson, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Yasiel Puig, Max Muncy, Yasmani Grandal, and Alex Verdugo, and whoever's starting. And then against the left-handed pitcher, it would be a different story because I think Kike Hernandez will lead off and play second base then Corey Seager will hit second, and then Justin Turner hits third, and then Cody Bellinger hits fourth. And then Matt Kemp is in left field, batting fifth. Then Alex Verdugo, who I expect will be an everyday player for the Dodgers next year. He'll split time between center field and left field, so he'll bat sixth. Yasmani Grandal hits seventh. Yasiel Puig hits eighth, and then the pitcher spot. And then my Offseason outline what I think will be the Dodgers 25-man roster. This is my early projection, and I think this is going to be the favorite heading into spring training. So we'll start with the pitchers here. We will have Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, Kenta Maeda, and Rich Hill headlining the starting rotation for the 2019 season. The reason why I think Julio Urias is going to be in the rotation next year because he's worked very hard this past season to work his way back to the big leagues and I think this year will be a rookie year for him and I think Hanjin Ryu will definitely decline the uh, qualifying offer that he was offered today and I think Ryu will move on and sign with another team so that Urias is in the rotation as our number three starter next season. That's why I have that 
rotation picked out. And then in the bullpen, um, obviously I left Scott Alexander out because I'm not really a fan of the way he sometimes pitches because sometimes he'll mess up games. I know he's a ground ball pitcher, but he just got to adjust. So that's why I have Caleb Ferguson, Ross Stripling, Alex Wood, Tony Singrani, Pedro Baez, Josh Fields, and Kenley Jansen headlining our bullpen. Although we ha- don't have a good track record in signing a big-name free agent to our bullpen, I think we will find a way to fix our bullpen issues internally. So that's why I think Pedro Baez will definitely be our setup man heading into next year with the progress he's made. Um, he, I think he'll continue to get better. Josh Fields is a guy that I think is a comeback player of the year candidate with Tony Singrani because I think both those two guys, when they're healthy, they are a key part of our bullpen. And that's how I view this Dodger bullpen heading into the 2019 season. And I feel good about our pitching staff heading into the 2019 season. So switching over to the offensive side with the position players, I predict we're going to go with 13 of them. Um, I think Yasmani Grandal will be the starting catcher for the regular season. And then Austin Barnes backs up. And then the starting infielders will be Max Muncie at first, Kike Hernandez at second, Corey Seager back at a shortstop position, Justin Turner at third, and then the reserve infielders will be David Freeze and Chris Taylor, who and whom they'll get starts every time there's a lefty, but I think whatever Roberts decides. I think David Freeze is in the lineup for sure against lefties, but I kind of think David Freeze has that Chase Sutley role as a primary bat off the bench. When there's a left-handed reliever on the mound, that's why I expect David Freeze to be in there on those occasions. And he'll also start at third base when Justin Turner needs a day off. So that's why it's good to have David Freeze back. And then in the outfielders, I have Alex Verdugo in left field, Cody Bellinger in center, and Yasiel Puig in right. And then Matt Kemp and Jock Peterson will end up being on the bench and... And I say that because um, Alex Verdugo deserves to play every day. I think Alex Verdugo is definitely going to be making the opening day roster along with Julio Urias. Alex Verdugo will be that next breakout star for the Dodgers because, in my opinion, I think he he's big league ready. He's an everyday player. And I, I expect Alex Verdugo to split time in left field and in center field uh, in the upcoming season. Now, moving on. And I do believe that Dave Roberts is the right person to lead the Dodgers into the future because, like I said, he's done a tremendous job with this Dodger team. I think he needs to back away from the analytics and just um, manage his own way. And um, I think the miscommunication with him and Rich in Game 4 of the World Series cost the Dodgers chances of winning, the, winning it all. So I think the communication is there, but miscommunication sometimes happens. So I think... Dave Roberts will be back as the Dodgers manager going forward. I believe in Dave Roberts. I trust his process. But I know at times he has made bad decisions before. But I think he's going to be he's going to be the right person to lead the Dodgers into the future going forward. And my early pick for the 2019 World Series. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards... I for sure picked the Dodgers to represent the National League in the World Series again for a third year in a row, but this time they're going to win it. And who will represent the American League, I think that will be the Cleveland Indians. 
because I think even though I've been hearing that rumors have been trading Corey Corey Kluber, I think it's because they want to shed some money and um, go under the luxury tax. But I know Cleveland will listen to those offers, but I think the Cleveland Indians and the Dodgers will be a good World Series because I want to see Francisco Lindor against like Corey Seager, two of the great young shortstops. Jose Ramirez is definitely one of their team's MVPs. But I think Cleveland would want to save the money to get an outfielder and then get another starting pitcher. So I think that would probably help. But I think the Cleveland Indians and the Dodgers would be a great World Series matchup. I like I love Tarek Francona too because I think Dave Roberts would want to win a World Series game against his old boss and Terry Francona, who Dave Roberts played for when he was a member of the uh, of the Boston Red Sox. So, um, now that's all being said and done, I think there will be a few chances that there will be trades for the Dodgers this winter. If I say the Dodgers will make a trade, I say they're going to trade for a good reliever. And I don't think we'll have any outside free agent signings. I think we'll keep some of our free agents, but I think this Dodger team is going to feel good heading into next season. And let's talk about the Lakers. Um, Losing against the Spurs was not a good thing for the Lakers, but I think they have a long way to go. And then losing to the Timberwolves was also a loss they shouldn't have had. Magic Johnson, I heard today, ripped on Luke Walton for that because he was on the hot seat from what people were saying. But I heard Luke Walton say that he does have a fantastic relationship with the team and the front office and that he trusts his own process and the Lakers getting better and better. And then the Mavs. I thought the Lakers should have won by 20 points because, in my opinion, I thought the Lakers... Almost collapsed, and they should have won that game. And then, well, let's talk about if Anthony Davis is L.A. Laker bound next season. I expect that to be, because Anthony Davis will make the Lakers better, and that's going to be another star that I think LeBron will pair with in L.A. And I think the Lakers can overcome that 2-5 and five start. Just play defense, make your free throws, don't be three-point reliant. And I think the Lakers... If they were to happen, they will be a playoff team next year. I do think Josh Hart's that next breakout star because I think he's the, was the MVP of the Summer League. But I like the lineup that Luke Walton put with Brown and Ingram and Lonzo Ball and uh, Kyle Kuzma and LeBron because Kuzma deserves to start. And I totally agree that that happened. So that's why. Now for the Rams. I think what Dante Fowler Jr. brings to the Rams defense is his toughness. And when he stays healthy, he's a premier defensive player. And then talk about the Rams game against the Packers. I thought their secondary could have been better. Aaron Rodgers was putting, giving the Rams a challenge. But I think the Rams ended up surviving that game anyways. And then, the, and then we'll talk about the game against the Saints. I think this Rams team... Is up to that task and challenge against Drew Brees and the Saints. I know it's going to be tough to play in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I think the Rams will pull it off, and I think they will start 9-0. But it's going to be a close game. But they could suffer their first loss of the season against the Saints because the Saints love to play at home and play in the Superdome. 
And then the Rams, what I think they need to do down the stretch, get Aqib Tlaib healthy, and I think they will be set to win more football games coming up. Because looking at the Rams' schedule coming up, they got the Saints on Sunday, then they got the Seahawks next Sunday, then the Chiefs on Monday night, and then the bye week, then they get the Lions, then the Bears, then the Eagles, then the Cardinals, and then they end with the San Francisco 49ers. So I think Week 16 and 17 will be a much easier schedule for the 49ers. I think what's going to be tougher is I think Chicago's going to be tough, Kansas City's going to be tough, but this is a tough schedule that the Rams have. And then for the Patriots, we'll talk about their recap against the Buffalo Bills. I think the Patriots played a good football game in the end. Um, started out slow. Kicking field goals wasn't good enough for this Patriots team. I was wanting it to be a blowout by halftime, but I think the Patriots did a good job of not allowing touchdowns. That defense played its best football game that I've seen. And then I think I give the Patriots a, mid- a B-plus in their midseason report card. And I think the first half MVP has to go to James White and Tom Brady because I think both of them have done a good job, even though this Patriots team has started out 1-2. and two, And then since then, they have played very well. And then what the Patriots, I think they need to do down the stretch, they just got to play defense better. They got to get to the quarterback better. And then they got to sack the quarterback. And then I think their defense will be at league's best after their Monday night game because I think their defense will be up to the challenge against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And speaking of that, as we do a little game preview between the Patriots and Packers, I think it's going to be an offensive showdown between the two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And... um. I think it's going to be a fun football game between those two. And I think Tom Brady and the Patriots pull it off at home. I say they win 38-35 over the Packers. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, that's why I think the Patriots... I wasn't surprised that they missed out on getting impactful targets at the trade deadline is because I think this Patriots team is going to be fine either way down the stretch and I think the Patriots are set in stone and um, I think the uh, I think the Patriots are in good hands down the stretch I do think they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl I think it's going to be the battle of two of my favorite teams between the New England Patriots and the L.A. Rams in the Super Bowl. Now let's go out to our final thoughts. Let's talk about the Dodgers. So I think what I predict, what's going to happen in the next 10 days, I say Osmani Grandal accepts the Dodgers qualifying offer, plays for the Dodgers next season, Hundred Ryu declines it, he moves on and signs at the Miami Marlins. And for the Lakers, I think... They just got to continue playing how they've been playing. I mean, they got to they got to play better offense defensively and uh I think continue their own process of rebuilding and I think um it's going to be hard to play against Portland. I think the Lakers I think it's going to be tough for them to both play against Toronto and Portland. Although although their losses have come from single digit points and down to the wire. But I also expect Anthony Davis to be a Laker next year. And what I think the Rams need to do Sunday, I think they just gotta they just gotta play better pass defense, 
I think it's going to be a good offensive showdown, but it's going to be hard to beat the Saints at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And for the Patriots, I think they're up to the challenge against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and I think they're going to find a way to win that game. So that's going to do it for this uh, episode, and I will talk to you next Friday.